welcome back to this week's episode of In Rotation. On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing 454's debut album, For Real. Uh, we've mentioned 454 a few times before, just throughout the podcast. His song, Late Night, which is the intro track to this album, came up on my Discovery Weekly a few weeks ago, and we just all kind of fell in love with it. And then he put out an album, so we've been listening to the album a lot ever since. Uh, an introduction to 454, he's originally from Florida, but he's residing in New York now. He's got not a whole lot of music out, but he has been making music for a while. Um, and it's gone by other names such as Squeals, I think, S-Q-V-X-L-L-S. Um, and his real name is Willie Wilson. The sound of this album is kind of hard to describe, but it's really sort of psychedelic, really dreamy, almost like that sort of SoundCloud rap style of like Playboy Cardi and Lil Uzi, but not quite that. He's got the pitched vocals of like 645, but in a different way. Like it's just like a combination of a whole bunch of different stuff you don't really expect to come together as nicely as they do. But that's what makes it so great. It's a fantastic album. You should definitely check it out if you haven't. But with that being said, what are y'all's thoughts? This album's great, honestly. Just gonna leave with that. Um there's very little in the way of not creative i guess is what i would say because like you're saying it's like a mix of a lot of different things like a lot of some this track will sound like you know maybe an uzi like thing i really like that is familiar or then this one will have like you know auto crooning and this one will have like cardi vocals like it's just it's all over the place the pitches the samples like but it all it all meshes together pretty well and i did spend like most of the album just trying to figure like decipher this guy because i didn't really do any outside research i just really let the music speak for itself and he does a pretty good job of like giving you like kind of breadcrumbs into like who he is in my opinion because he's like he has like verses here and there about things that he says uh, i mean about where he's from and the things like the influences to his music or whatever but yeah all in all really good album really really good album yeah i mean what going back off like what you were saying about how it's kind of like got the SoundCloud rapper kind of aesthetic and like it all comes together to make something that really feels completely unique and I mean that's what grabbed us about late night from the start is just how unique it sounded and like like it felt new and like it's something that needs to like be paid attention to so yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing I can say about this album is it, it It feels really unique and it feels really just like it's fun. It's really light and just easy to listen to. Like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, Jonathan, about the fact that he just kind of leaves breadcrumbs throughout the album about his life. Because um, I didn't do a whole lot of research into him until this past week. And there's yeah. not a lot to begin with. Um I dug pretty deep, so I found some stuff, but you got to kind of dig for it for sure. But he did mention that like part of his goal with this album was to leave the listener with a pretty good impression of who he is and where he's from and stuff like that. So clearly it comes through pretty well, I think I'd, uh, you can say. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of information out there on this guy. He's still pretty new. Um, like I said, he was a Florida resident, moved to New York, um, but... He makes music. His sister makes music. His sister is actually featured on the album. She's, She's on Pig the Gemini. That's who Pig the Gemini is. Dude, Pig the Gemini is his sister. Yeah, Pig the Gemini is his sister. 
And he's got like another sister that he's like trying to get into music. So he's pretty much getting all his siblings into music or they're already into music. So it's pretty interesting just how that dynamic kind of works out, especially on Kobe. Kobe's like Kobe's such a good song. Her, her, part yeah. on, her part on Kobe is so like fun. And it like exactly. I'm I'm really impressed by that. That it's so it's his sister. That's freaking cool. I, yeah. I was wondering who that was. Yeah, and the the way that I found that, so I had to dig pretty deep to find that one. Um, I found an interview that he did with some guy on SoundCloud. So it's just like this 45 minute SoundCloud <laughs> thing where this guy interviewed him and I listened to the whole thing. There's like four unreleased 454 tracks in the episode just scattered throughout. So that oh, was nice. pretty sick. But that's where he started giving like a lot of information and he he's like worked with some people that I knew about just from a different from their work with other people. Mm. So he, I don't know if you guys have gone through his YouTube, but his YouTube has like a lot of music videos. There's a few for this album. There's like three or four from this album. And then there's like another four or five music videos with songs that are just not on streaming, um, at least from what I can tell. So he's got like a lot of just random tracks up there, but the people that he's worked with to make those videos is this like little company or collective uh, called Powered by Wind. And I don't know exactly where they're from, but I know that they've worked with some Philadelphia artists that I've talked about before, like Pedazo de Carne. Uh, for this album that he put out this year, they like did, I, I think it was either for him or for Body Meat, they did music videos for. So like this random company that I just like knew about and I knew that those people listen to 454 because they've like talked about him um, or they've like interacted with tweets where I mentioned 454. So I'm like, clearly they all like know about him. Like people on the underground, like definitely know who this guy is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just weird seeing like these circles that they didn't think would overlap, actually do overlap. And they've like worked with the same people in their music videos and stuff like that. Um, and he's even done some modeling in the past, I think. Uh, I don't know too much about that, but like, he's a really interesting dude. Like, cause in the interview, like the guy asked him, like, I oh, don't know if you've done some modeling uh, before. Is that something you'd want to do more? He's like, yeah, like I try it again. Um, it, he's like, I'm, I try not to be shy, but on the inside I'm really <laughs> shy. So it's weird being the one in front of the camera. And that's also why he like pitches up his vocals like a lot is because he's shy so, so he's not, like, recognizable. Yeah, just to, like, get more comfortable with his own voice. So that's, like, his attempt at getting more comfortable um, is just making his voice not sound well, like dude. him. So I like yeah, his voice. It's really I feel interesting. Like, yeah. yeah. I love his voice in this. Like, the pitched-up vocals, it yeah. suits Well, no, I was going to say the, the songs in which he has, so like, well. normal vocals, I think, actually bang harder. <laughs> or not, like, not always, but, like, they definitely bring a different type of sound than most of the album because they're, they're few and far between. Where I think Andretti's one of the few, and if I'm not mistaken, it's, like, Georgia and Heaven, maybe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, to some extent. Cause well, no, he- Heaven's definitely hot recruiting, I'm sorry, but, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes he even just pitches them down. Like, he doesn't always pitch up. That's the other interesting thing is that he just kind of does all sorts of weird pitch manipulation throughout the album. Like, how many of these songs, like, halfway through is the same song, but he just slows it down? Yeah. Like, he does that a lot. Well, that's one thing that I want to talk about because I I love how he does that on songs like Late Night and Andretti. Just, just... I love it when you take a song and it's the same 
like section. Yeah. But you hear it in a different way. And that's like so a like, lot. That's a lot of songs on this album. I don't know. I, I didn't. I wanted to take the time and like check if it was all of them because I think it might be all of them. Like halfway through, he literally just repeats the song, but it's pitched down or it's pitched up and sped up or slowed down. Or there's just or there's just something added to it or it's slowed down or it's it's incredible how like versatile the songs are because like they they hit you one way and then they grab you again and just bring you back in and it's the same thing like it's the same exact thing it's just like done in a different way and it's like listening to almost like a remix of the song within a song that's something i mentioned like in i don't remember which episode but like reusing musical ideas in a different way like for example Mm. i guess on standing in the corner where they kept bringing back like motifs into different tracks um because like songs go through multiple iterations a lot of the time like i don't know if you guys have ever had this but like where you follow a producer and then they start like posting snippets of like a song that they just released, but it's like a demo version where it's different. Like one that really comes to mind is um, when Sango remixed Cayendo by Frank Ocean. Like there's like five different versions of that song. There's only one that's out yeah. kind of if you have the vinyl or you have the vinyl rip. But like the day it came out or the day after Sango got on Instagram live and started like Showing like, yeah, this used to actually be super fast. Like I had this version at like 180 BPM and he just like played it. And I was like, I had this one at like 80 BPM. So it was like way slower than the one that came out. So it's like the same song. He literally just sped it up or slowed it down. And it sounds completely different. And like there's so many songs and producers that went through that iteration. Like they have these different iterations where they just change minor things like that, which completely changed the Mm -hmm. vibe and... It's so cool how just like a couple BPM can change how a, a, a line yeah. hits, how a how just a section yeah. of a song like hits. Like one of my favorite examples of it is like uh, like Way Life Goes by Little Uzi. Like I, that song, it's like the same yeah. thing three times, but it's just like at different progressions. And it's just like that idea is really well executed in for real. Like this whole album just like displays that and, and puts – that kind of idea at the forefront and it's i don't know i loved it i i loved just the way he played with that idea it was really cool hearing it i think just throughout because yeah like the same song just feels completely different at the beginning than it does at the end it's so cool it's only half the tracks that like flip themselves though you know okay that like he literally like pitches down and it's like the same song just pitched down version yeah, but he yeah. does do a lot of like the in edits to most of the songs it is, it is weird though because like you do feel as if most of the album is most like like the like you said it's like just <clears throat> adjusted or reusing the same sample and in, in its own song and that's kind of where the songs get their longevity from as well like some of these songs are like four minutes but like two minutes of it it's like one song could play and then it'd be like same song part two in a way yeah like it's only a 12 track album but it's 43 minutes but it's and it's like in a way it's condensed but it's also like multiple songs in one song because like you're saying it's like a completely different song when you pitch it up yeah Um, yeah because i mean yeah like late night late night hits completely different in the the second half you know like it's it's a completely different track you think the song's coming to an end and then it just comes right back in and just it, the the weird thing is the, I feel like most of the time uh, you start pitch down and then pitch up in a song. But like what Late Night does is it starts in fast and then it hits you with the slow version. And like, I don't know, 
it's almost like the slow. I prefer the second half, like that slow version of the track where you're just like sort of riding in and out with the beat as he's as he's just like going through the motions. Yeah. It's awesome. But yeah, he's also done pretty much all the production on this, as far as I know. I think, yeah, I don't think he had any other producers on this. He did all the production, did the recording, he mixed, mastered it all himself. He did it all. So that's always cool to see when it's done well. And luckily it was done well on this one. Oh, yeah. I feel like the production is never in question on any part of this album. Like even yeah. the tracks that I'm like, not necessarily, I don't think I dislike any track, but I, I like less than other tracks, um, I think are still carried heavily by the production for sure. Yeah. Like sometimes, um, like for instance, I think it's, it's, it's Georgia. No, it's actually Caprice. So Caprice is like a track that's like a Cardi track. It's like a mindless Cardi track. And it's like a track I can't really pin down lyrically or vocally. Like it really doesn't have any substance to it. But the production is going so hard that I kind of want to vibe to it. It's just one that I have a hard time vibing to because I want to get get more of the lyrics. I feel like 454 can give both vibe and lyrics or like witty like quick one-liners and like flows and things like that so i just kind of feel like caprice doesn't um hold up in the track yeah as, as much as other tracks but at the same time like you said kobe another track i would love to love to talk about we could spend all the whole episode talking about kobe but i mean kobe's basically a little uzi track like it's I could imagine Uzi singing this thing. Yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. based on the chorus, like it's like um it's just so like simple, quick, it's like kinda catchy. It it just goes through and it rides and it's like, man. The uh my favorite part actually is like the double like the duoed vocals during his verse, the first verse, where like him and his sister are like like saying the same some of the parts at the same time, and like ah, oh, it just sounds so good. It sounds completely different than her verse by herself, actually. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound like their voices meshed together. They must have done some editing to like almost like make it seem like a. Well, her voice is really dialed down when they're doing the duo yeah. vocals. Like it, it, his is really like at the forefront. Like you have to really pay attention to tell that there's the the duoed vocal in the background. Yeah. Whereas, like, when she's by herself, she really, like, stands and delivers. Sure. And, you know, just two different, like, thought processes that go yeah. in there. She's my secret weapon. She's my Glock 40. Come cry <laughs> on my shoulder. Girl, let me hold you. I don't know why, whenever I hear this line, I always think about her actually, like, hugging up to an actual Glock 40. And not, like, <laughs> them talking about a woman. Because, yeah. oh, speaking of talking about women this guy has so many lines and songs about women it's so <laughs> ridiculous all of this is about women dude i was like trying to find a track that's not about like women or love or just how he feels about some girl he's talking to in some shape, shape or form it's impossible it's literally impossible, impossible. yeah that every track has like some sort of allusion to it yeah for sure but no kobe i think kobe was the first track that really got me hype like about listening to this more like kobe was just the one and then like after kobe opened my mind like it expanded my third yeah eye. yeah and then the it's... rest of the album started to just like come in yeah because... it's definitely one of those that like the more you listen to it the more you understand it for sure like i yeah, think because heaven i hated heaven i no was ready way. to come in here really? i was ready to come in here to you hated heaven and be like heaven's the worst track <laughs> on the album but Greater minds have prevailed. I had time, enough time with the album. 
Heaven is not that bad of a Dang. track. It's really, really grown on me. It's Whoa. really, really grown on me. I can't believe it ever was. That was Dude, like I don't my, know. That was my first favorite. So the first favorite I had was obviously Late Night, but that's just because it was a single that we had listened to. So like Late okay. Night is what got me hooked. And like I was, I didn't really follow the suit on social media. Like I went and tracked them down. Um, but I was like constantly checking Spotify to see if he'd release more stuff because I just really wanted to hear more. <laughs> Um, and then the album came out, but the first al- the first song that really hooked me after that was Heaven. Like I loved Heaven from the start. If anything, like Heaven's lost me a little bit. I don't like it as much as when I first heard it, but I still love that track. I'm surprised that because y'all are talking about like second half tracks. Like you skipped past. I really like Pisces for one. And then Andretti's nah, nah, nah. in between there. There's plenty there. of bangers <laughs> on the way from Late Night to Heaven. Don't, don't, do not get me wrong. Dude, like, yeah. this thing is fucking stacked. All right. I'm just, y'all are like, this one caught me. And I'm like, yo, there's so many points no, no, where I, I got caught. I got, caught, I got caught by a lot of, I got a lot, caught by a lot of tracks, but I feel like Kobe was the first track that I was ready to be like, this is my favorite track. Now, Kobe's no longer my favorite track, but that's the thing. It's like I've switched favorite tracks so many times. This album has like got me so many yeah. times, man. Like every time I listen, it's such an easy one to run mm-hmm. back through. Like I never, I never feel tired to like turn this on in the car. Like while I'm on my way Dude, to work, I I'm like, you, yeah, like, let's just listen. This to This is it one of the snippets. few albums where my favorites also changed a lot over time. But I told y'all, like, when we had that two-week break when we weren't recording, this is what I had on repeat for those two weeks <laughs> was this fucking album. Like, this and Chris Crack, but mostly this. Like, And then I stopped because we were reviewing other stuff. But coming back to it after, like, two or three weeks of not listening to it, I was like, dude, this album is a fucking masterpiece. Like, my God. I'm not going to lie to you. It's criminally, like... This guy, he needs to get more yeah. attention from and like what I said, it seems this like album people is. like in the underground know what's up. They know who he is, and he's starting to pick up that like crowd. Like that crowd's starting to pay attention. But like, dude, mm-hmm. he's got nine hundred and fifty followers on Twitter. Like, what the fuck, <laughs> bro? He's only got like a couple thousand monthly listeners on yeah, Spotify. His Instagram is. And everyone I show him to yeah, gets hooked. Like his Instagram only has 7,000 followers. His SoundCloud is only 2,500. And he's still like dropping music. He put out a song this week. Like Jeez. with a music yeah, video. With a music video. <laughs> Let's get him on the Honestly. pod. <laughs> but, but man, you, you mentioned just you like Pisces, man. I'm here for the hot takes. Um, Pisces is probably like a bottom tier track. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not Whoa. bad. It's just kind of mid. It took it mid, took bro. me a while to warm up to it, for sure. But I do really, really like it. I'm not. I'm not. But but that t- that track like deals with so many like insecurities and stuff. Where it's like I don't really know if they like me. Like at the end, where it's just like riding out to that, and you're just like, it's just kind of mid. I don't know. You, I, I don't know. You feel him know. though. I f- and then the intro, like. <laughs> It's it's a good song, but it's kind of mid. After after listening to the album, the only there's only one track I can say that's like not as good as that track, and we've already discussed that. Bro, so. you changed my mindset. Now I try things. <laughs> I just love the way that he says everything in this song. Like the lines are like kind of yeah. whatever, but the way that he says them like really yeah. got me. The feel, way that he that. like flows over this super minimal beat. Yeah, it's like a, it's it's one of the least like 
overdone, like, I not overdone, that's the wrong word. It's one of the, like, least chaotic, like, songs. Like, it's it's a really even beat, and he just has, like, the super, like, pitched-up, sped-up vocals on it. And I don't know, yeah, it's really enjoyable, lyrics, like, sound to me. He kept the lyrics kind of simple, still meaningful, but simple. He's not trying to do any, like, super fancy mm-hmm. wordplay. He's just saying stuff like, you changed me, now I try things. Like, it's all really simple, but mm-hmm. I think it just adds on to it. It's really just See, clean. It's not bad. It's just not as good as everything else. That's and fair. that is the problem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at a certain point, heaven started to hit really hard. Like, when we get to heaven in the second half, like, I'm ready to start busting out on my easy A and singing the song I knew I hated. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm really ready to, like, puss out the lyrics and, like, sing this song. But Pisces, Pisces is, is, is a smooth vibe. But I think because of how chaotic everything else is and how much I like that chaoticness that is just too mundane it's and too it is for it me. is also track three i think it might have been better like in the second half like when we're winding down as opposed to like nah. trying to build up nah the second half is banger after banger like literally once you get to andretti like the track list goes up it's yeah, the track list goes up after andretti like not to say yeah. that but it's just pisces is slow and caprice is not that great of a track in my opinion just because it just it just doesn't hold up like there's the exact same formula i feel like he does for caprice he does again so it's like in comparison it's just not as good i don't want to say that there's anything specifically bad about the tracks though so yeah i don't know and then brazil was like Super funny, Steve Harvey sample. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. the samples. Let's talk about the samples. <laughs> dude, the samples. The sample in Florida. Florida was for the longest my favorite song, bro. I still can't get enough of this song. Like I literally cannot bro, get enough a- of this song. Like it is just so, so, so good. And then he knows it's good, and he lets the soul sample bang for like forty seconds at the end with just like just straight soul. He also lets it ride in like for like 15, 20 seconds before he comes in with like his beat. Like he did that on uh, late night too. He likes just kind of showcasing the sample mm-hmm. at the beginning. He's like, all right, here's what we're working with, and then here's what I did with it. Yeah, yeah. like man, I can't yeah. really tell you what he says all the time in Florida. Like I know it's a story of him like being in Florida and like coming from Florida. You know, it's like his history, but like some of it is like kind of hard to understand because of the auto tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But it's a it's a ten out of ten vibe. I'm sorry. This this is the best track. <laughs> it's the, the sample for me. Yeah, it's the sample. Yeah. It's the sample, man. It just does it. Yeah, but now the the story of like late night is that he because he talked about that in the interview that I listened to. I think that song kind of got him a lot of attention. I mean, it got us hooked. Um, mm-hmm. But like the Brent Fias album came out, and that's where that sample's from. It's a Brent Fias song. Is it? And he just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know it was until I looked into it deeper. And yeah, it's a Brent Fias sample. Um, so he he heard the song and immediately like wanted to sample it, and then he made it. Um, he like posted a snippet of it on his Instagram stories, and like everyone was like begging him to drop it. And so that's when he finally dropped it. But before that, he didn't really have a whole lot of streaming services, I don't think, because. I heard Late Night, it probably hadn't been that long since it'd come out. And I remember going to a Spotify page and there was like nothing on there. Like everything's usually like on his Bandcamp or his YouTube or SoundCloud. Yeah. But he's trying, he's starting to like get stuff on the streaming more because people keep asking for it. It's kind of funny. I mean, the single version of, uh, of Late Night isn't even on Spotify anymore. He just has the album up. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's kind of no point. I mean, there, it's just a different no reason. cover art. Yeah. It's just a different cover art. But like, 
I don't know. Definitely a guy who's mostly over on. I didn't even know he's on Bandcamp. Yeah, I think so. I think that's where I found uh, some other stuff. But okay. Yeah, it's mostly SoundCloud, I'd say, um, where he's got his stuff, and then like his websites for his merch. Um, yeah. yeah, his Bandcamp is wiped out now. It's just for real. Um, I think <laughs> it just kind of like kind of started over. He's like, all right, this is my album. The, the rest of the stuff doesn't really need to be on there. But there's a lot on, not a lot, but there's a decent amount on YouTube that's definitely worth checking out. Like I listened to everything on his YouTube because like I said, half of it was videos for this album. The other half is videos for just other singles that he has. And none of them were bad. He's like super consistent. He's got like a cons- consistent video aesthetic. Like you're watching the video and you're like, yeah, this is a 454 video. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, and I think that kind of really shows he definitely has like his aesthetic nailed down and it's like really really well done i think nice i I need to watch the music videos for this stuff that's something i just need to do more in general is just watch music videos because i just never do yeah i'm trying to be better about it because i definitely have not been as good about it as i used to be i just never thought to look this guy up on youtube you know it's he's so like small yeah not even small but just like underground I yeah like i didn't think he'd have anything out there I thought that's I the thing he's working with other underground people on these videos <laughs> yeah. but yeah he started out as a skater actually so that's kind a of skater like, yeah so that's that's kind of his where a lot of his influence comes from like his first real passion was skateboarding huh. so that's what he would do and then he picked up music along the way and he still does both um but now he's trying to focus more on music like in the interview they asked him um like, which one do you kind of enjoy doing the most right now? He's like, well, with skating, I can go out skating once a week and feel like I'm good. Like, I'm fine for the week. I don't feel the need to go skating again. But with music, like, that's something I feel like I got to be doing every day. So, like, he's definitely putting more time into his music now, for sure. Um, and I think having, like, his siblings involved and shit. And he just recently moved to New York um, to continue pursuing this. Like, I think we're going to be hearing a lot more from him now, for sure. Um, I really hope so, man. Like, yeah. I, I hope that, that we, like, it would be awesome if he, like, was doing the uh, the festival tours and stuff, like, right around now. Like, doing that kind of scene. Just getting out there and getting some exposure. That would be really yeah. cool to see for him. He'd have to get booked, which is a little tough. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see where this goes because, man, this guy's consistent. And, like I said, he's got some random tracks up on his youtube and they're all pretty great he's got videos for everything so he's definitely like taking the time to do everything right and have it done well then like putting in an effort but yeah there's like no bad checks on this album so what are, your, what, are, what are some of you guys' like favorite bars from this this album or lines i guess so, uh, i feel like some the, of them the are classic bars. the classic is 2020 i got 1990 running shoes like bro i mean i guess the line leading up to that relay relay that just like a runner do it's 2020 i got 1990 running shoes them babies acting friendly and make sure they're not plotting under you <laughs> like bro you and said that's you track got a one. problem with me dude my we nigga sp- we can scare it up and in the middle of the deli dude, you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's one of the ones that got stuck in my head immediately immediately man i think i tweeted this not too you long did, ago you two did. Weeks ago. i was there this i was, witnessed it 
god, it was so great. It gets stuck in your head. Bro, the man. chorus to Andretti was like that. Like, where it'll just get stuck in your head for a minute. Like, I say I got another batch of that Andretti. Dude, I'm yeah. out in Cali cutting Captain Crunch berries. Throw a Hail Mary, catch a 40 run it daily. Dude, oh, I man. say that first part, like those first two lines, like randomly to myself all the time. Like, <laughs> that, that Andretti is definitely probably one of the more catchier ones on this album. It's such Dude, an FaceTime, easy listen. FaceTime, FaceTime is gets stuck great. in my head, bro. Like so much. That whole, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, get yeah. to the catch, I don't need a big teller. Yeah. <laughs> like that part is so <laughs> catchy. Oh I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, yo. But you see, the thing is, I, like, I could probably pick a line like that on almost every track here. Like, they all have, True. like, a, one really good line that just sticks with you. That's why I think this guy could, like, legit blow up is because, like, every song he has just has moments that just are, like, earworms. Where they yeah. just get stuck with you and you're just like, I need to listen. Like, there'll be times where I'm just, like, at work and I'll just uh, be, like... I don't know, FaceTime will get stuck in my head and I just have to play it. <laughs> yeah, there's no way around it. But see, it. I think my favorite little, like, quick like, section of bars, there's a lot of them in, like, For Real. For Real is such a good track, honestly. I had to listen to this track, like, a bajillion times to get all the lyrics. But, man, like, I could literally sit here and just rap you guys the whole song, basically, because <laughs> it's, it's just that dense. He talks about, like, you know, him and where he's from. Also uses the word, like, JIT, and he has, like, um, like no limit samples and, like, DJ Screw. So he has, like, a lot of Southern influences, a lot of that he talks about and for real. But I think my, still my favorite lines are, like, he says, I see illusions, not talking grandeur, but I'm on cloud nine. Buddy came through twisting fingers, think they gang signs. And my brother told me to stay dangerous, that trigger hair. Airline caught a play at the buzzer. Guess that's game time. And yeah. Like, the flow is like a lot better when you hear it, but man, man, yeah. this, and it's coming out like fast. That's why I love his delivery so quick that you have to really like stop and play, stop yeah. and play, stop and play to catch these things because it's coming out like quick. And another like little detail you don't really notice. I certainly didn't notice it until um, I read this. He did an interview with the Fader, and they asked him like. Do you try not to curse in your music? And like, if you listen to it, yeah, he does not curse like very much. He keeps it like to a very minimum, like as possible. Um, huh. They asked him about if that was like intentional. Uh, and he's like, at first, when I put out music, I wanted to not swear, not keep it clean, but keep it minimal to get keep it minimal to get my point across as simple as I can. So that's not uh, something that I really noticed until no. I that read that sense, interview. Though, with how like. Uh, how a lot of the songs are as repetitive as they are with the lyrics, mm-hmm. you want to keep that simple and like easy to digest. So like that makes a lot of sense when you like look at the songs that he's made. Yeah. And you Plus, mentioned like, like you mentioned like the Southern influence and like he does uh, reference like DJ Screw. Like he he um, they asked him like about his vocal technique and like him pitching up his voice and whatnot. Um then he says, uh, I felt like a slower version would give the listener another chance to actually hear what I'm saying, um, which is like definitely like a DJ Screw thing. It's yeah. like kind of like ideology to subscribe to. Man, I really like his style, though. Like, there's so many good tracks on here. I mean, Sincerely is good, except for like the intro. That <laughs> irritates me a little bit. A little <laughs> bite on the intro. But other than that, the track's fine. I mean, like, yeah, this really really a lot going on i couldn't you can't really place the album in a genre but like overall i feel like he has like some peers that 
you can relate them to for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely kind of compare it to other stuff, but it's not like that at all. <laughs> yeah, like, he has his unique style. Yeah, there's so many different definitely influences. Definitely a genre breaker. Yeah, there's definitely just so many influences throughout, and it shows, and it's just like a truly unique sound. I just wonder what New York will do to his sound. Yeah. Because I was noticing you said he moved from Florida to New York. I wonder how, how he'll and incorporate that, is, that into his like sound. Yeah, and that was pretty recent. Some of this was recorded um, in New York. So, oh, okay. Yeah, he, he moved, I think, like a little bit before the pandemic or like in the middle of it. I don't, I don't know the exact timeline, but it was pretty recent. Um, but part of this album was finished in Florida. The other part was finished in New York. So he's already kind of been in that space. But I think if he starts collaborating with New York artists, that might change things up a little bit. And that would be really interesting to see. Get him up to Buffalo, see what Griselda does to him. Yeah, see what Griselda <laughs> does. Or like, what if he... Moldy James. Yeah. Or maybe he hangs out with Mavi and just completely changes lane. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> That's bro, mind blown. Yeah. I don't even know like, what that would sound like. That would... <laughs> dude, we gotta we gotta stop giving people these like gems. If if like uh, A and R's or like music producers and execs were really listening to this podcast, they would know who to who to link together, <laughs> bro. Know, yeah. I gave them Danny Brown and OPN. Why have you not seen? <laughs> yeah. <it>? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe Why one of them just yet? hasn't. Maybe one of them just hasn't checked their Instagram DMs in a really long time. Who knows? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking T Pain, dude. We're gonna get some beautiful tracks from that too. And like literally, bro. Like it started out as a joke. Like, oh, we're gonna get so many T Pain tracks this year. But like, he's already started for sure. He's already Yo, like, the Kalani one's Kalani. fun. The Kalani one is a lot of fun. I like yeah. that track. And they're apparently fun. making like a whole album, aren't they? So like, yeah. I bet you there's gonna be so many like that where he just like finally meets up with someone that he has been wanting to work with. And just didn't read their DM, so he thought they hated him. <laughs> oh my god! That, that Jamie Fox video killed me, man. <laughs> the man. All right, so do you want to move to in rotation? Yeah, you want to pick best songs. You want to pick best songs. They're all best. Best girl is uh, best girl. <laughs> Uh, Florida? Florida, Florida's best song, for sure. Florida. What am I feeling today? Literally, if I'm I'm trying to decide, like, if I'm trying to decide what my favorite song is, and I just press play and listen to 30 seconds of each song, not even necessarily the first 30 seconds, but just my favorite 30 seconds, I will always end up picking Florida. Always. I feel like mine has changed so much. I don't know if it's, like, solidified itself yet, but for now, I'm going to say Andretti. That's a good track to pick. I respect that choice. I think I'm going to say Kobe. Yeah, Kobe's oh a runner God. Kobe. Yeah. Rest in peace and to Kobe. And FaceTime and Late Night in Heaven. I wanted For to me. say Kobe. Late Night, but like, because I listen, I, I, out of every song on this album, I've listened to Late Night more than any other one But on I told here. you, once you listen to the full album, you realize Late Night is a banger, not but the not track. the best. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is the crazy part, because like... That's kind of how I went into it too, the same way that you went. Like, dude, but Late Night is so good. Uh, yeah, he just somehow managed to make something even better than that, like throughout the album. That was the really funny thing about listening to this album is I would like listen to like the first three tracks and then I would like start over because I'm like, I kind of want to listen to Late Night again. And then I finally <laughs> got through it all and I was like, okay, wait, now we got to go and listen to all these other really great yeah. ones. Yeah, there's just so many I'm, great tracks. 
I've actually listened to Kobe for real in Florida all 25 times each. I guarantee it's more than that for me, bro. Yeah, no, so I, I don't even know. I guess I can't say Florida's my favorite, but every time I listen to it, it just convinces me differently than the other two. I've listened Kobe's to Heaven favorite. the most, and then Late Night, and then Andretti. But Late Night had the advantage of being out a oh, lot You really did more. love Heaven. Dude, I loved Heaven. Heaven was the track, track that I went back to like a lot that first week or two. It just doesn't. It feels like he doesn't try hard in the first half, and then the second half he like really gets into his bag, and it's just like, oh, this is so good. And the yeah. production changes. Yeah, the production changes. Yeah, but so. I just, I just love the, the sonic landscape he created <laughs> in that track. <laughs> like man. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we can go into in rotation now if y'all want. Yeah, because you guys are gonna pick a least favorite, so whatever. Are you? <laughs> I did. Which one, Pisces? Uh, Caprice. Caprice. Uh, we'll let Pisces make it today. <laughs> I, I think I think I'd have to agree on Caprice. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, it's not bad. Production definitely goes off on Caprice. I'm looking at so this. To, I'm looking at this to try and figure out a, like a different one to say, but like I kind of agree that Caprice is definitely feels like the weakest track of the bunch. It's also the least amount of rapping to song ratio. Like, I think that the track is, like, three minutes, if I'm not mistaken. 347. 347, and there's only, like, a minute 20 of rap. And then, like, the beat switches, and it's, like, a whole other minute 20 of, you know, beat switch, no no vocals. So yeah. it's, like, the, the least to go off of as well. Like, even Brazil at a minute 39 is almost entirely all rapping. So. Yeah, no, Man, for Brazil sure, is for so sure. good. Brazil is so good. <laughs> Brazil is really good. <laughs> it is. But, the but Steve yeah. Harvey sample is kind of wild, but yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah it's really bro. Know it's it, wild for a reason. I didn't really That's know so much what it substance, was. bro. It's so funny. The joke? Oh my god. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. But yeah, I guess Caprice, if I have to be. If critical. I had to have pick. To. If we have I'm to. I'm twisting your arm. Yeah, I feel I'm it. Telling you, you must. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I think I'm just going to go ahead and start this week's uh, in rotation. Um, first track is Tenny the Entertainer, uh, Mosolato. It's a Nigerian artist, and they just really like have been putting out a lot of music and growing as an artist. And this is like their, it's like their big project, like them releasing a project after being well um, well known in, in Nigeria and just everywhere um, <clears throat> and it's just a track boosting themselves it's a really fun track it feels good you just have to listen to it to understand what I mean and uh, the other one is Know Me by DPR Live and Dean both South Korean singer songwriter rappers very good track I don't know if you guys listen to them wait one I more time to Dean a few times who'd you DPR say DPR Live is actually really good uh, DPR Live and Dean no, I have not. Yeah, sometimes it's like Dean Treble or something like that, because that's like the music group he's a part of, and so they just add that onto his name. But no, nah, they make they actually like work with some American artists uh, quite often, like Anderson okay. Park and things like that. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's me this week. For me, it's been uh, so this song called "You Weren't Enough" by Roy Blair. And it's it's got this like the intro to this track just like got me like stuck. You know, you know how like. Uh, 17 by x starts where it has that like sample but it's all kind of like blurred up and like 
like the audio is like distorted, but it still sounds like super melodic. That's like how this track starts. And it just like suckered me in. And, and like, I don't know, it's 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 a really great track. Uh, you weren't enough by Roy Blair. Very good. And then another one I've been listening to is I've been listening to Loose Change uh, by the Alchemist and Earl Sweatshirt, which is off his uh, album that he just dropped like a couple weeks ago. And like, I don't know, it's Alchemist and Earl Sweatshirt. It's it's great. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, Coli vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me... Uh, first song is Focus by Dirty Bird. Um, Dirty Bird is like this house producer that I've been finally diving into. Um, I've heard a lot about him on Twitter, um, but he just put out this album. I think it's called like You're 24, It's Time for Some Jazz <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so it's like house, but it's got a lot of like jazz influence going into it. So that was my, this album was my introduction to him um, and it's been going great. Um, it led me to this other guy named Days God and it's kind of cheating because Dirty Bird's also technically on this song, but it's called I Could Take You There. Um, just another house song. Um, but yeah, diving into house. Again, I do this every once in a while. I always <laughs> like want to get more into house and then find like one or two new artists and then don't come back for a few months. But Dirty Bird, definitely someone to keep an eye on. But yeah, those are my two tracks for this week. Nice. Dude, you like house music? Yeah. Have you heard of Dead Mouse? Get out of here, bro. <laughs> as always thank you for listening to this week's episode of in rotation we post every week on wednesday so follow us on twitter and instagram at in rotation pod to be notified when the next episode is live we also have a spotify playlist with all of our weekly in rotation picks if you want to give those songs a listen what do you think about this week's album let us know we're always interested in hearing your thoughts we hope to have you back here next week again this has been in rotation and my name is roman signing off